All right, so we're holding in Likutamaran Tayyadalad, Ice Test, towards the end of Ice Test. Um, we were speaking about the Orient Saif, um, how HaKadosh Baruch Hu's infinite light. Sometimes uh, we have to come to the Tzaddik that's very nisbatal. He has tremendous humility and he comes close to this light. And when we speak out our life in front of him, he's able to guide us in our own pathways um, to come close to this light. And uh, we feel that sometimes also in our own life, and the tzaddik feels that when he has his pashas agashmiya, sometimes when he removes himself from physicality, when he, it's one of the things that the Shulchan Aruch speaks about in tefillah, that we should just be totally absorbed in HaKadosh Baruch Hu and not in ourselves. Uh, probably one of the reasons why we close our eyes in Shemun Esrei and it's very still and quiet, because we're trying to basically lift ourselves out of our physicality, and Shemun Esrei is the Iker tefillah. But when we get to that, we have to have a highest rots of a shoiv, they have to be constantly going back and forth. Back and forth means that you come to these places of Orient Soif, you come to these places of Bittal, but then you come back to land back on earth, so to speak. Um, so he says over here, V'zesh anuroyim, Shalafam nislav adam b'seich ha-tefilah, v'oim ha-kama t'ivis b'slav We see this, that sometimes a person's in a davening, and out of nowhere almost, he just gets super enthused and super into these few words in tefillah, and he just starts davening with tremendous passion. This is from the compassion of Hashem upon him. Where is this tremendous compassion coming from? It's actually the Orin Saif, the infinite light of HaKadosh Baruch himself, that's opening up for a moment and manifesting and showing itself to this person um, and is illuminating to him. So the person sees this. Yomar Megillah says that every person has like kind of like an angel as a mazel, so to speak, which is like, a, I guess, this more of the spiritual part of the person that we might not be so um, conscious of, but it's there. And so even though I might not see and feel this light, but my, my mazel, something deep inside of me feels it, and I, and I all of a sudden, I, I awaken from it. Take it from this lav nishmasa, my neshama, the person's neshama goes crazy to, to, to come back to HaKadosh Baruch to connect himself to this infinite light. And however long, however much, this opens up, according to the amount of words, let's say in davening, that he's davening, that it opens up, he says these words with tremendous connection, devotion to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and give up his whole life for Hashem, and no, no sense of how much strength he's using or not. When he's in his battle to the Gayan Saif, we said before that uh, in the parsha by Moshe's Histalkos, when Moshe Rabbeinu passed away, it says that no one knew where Moshe Rabbeinu was buried. But Rabbi Nachman was explaining that this no one knew is the aspect of Anava that when you get to the Orient Saif, you don't even know anything yourself. You're in a place of Adlayada, so to speak, like Purim. Adlayada, you don't know anything, and therefore, Loyal-ish means that you reach the, reach the highest points of a bittel, of a nullification to the Orient Saif. Maishar Benu himself didn't know of himself. He didn't know where he was buried because he didn't know anything about himself anymore because he was basically subsumed in the Orient Saif in the infinite light. This aspect has to be a constant up and down, constantly going and coming if we want to remain in this earth. Obviously, Moshe Rabbeinu going into his kever, he was the greatest of men, and when he passed away, he obviously reached the greatest of heights, so there he was able to be absorbed into the Orient Saif forever. 
But when we reach this place, let's say in Tefillah, like what Menachem is describing, so we reach up to this place of our insight and we get automatically very inspired and we're diving with passion and everything, you got to come back down. you got to land. Nimsa, when you're coming back down to earth, you have to show this uh, perception, this experience that you just got to your own das. When it happened, when you were all in all you felt was Hashem, so you didn't have any das. You were in the level of ain't safe no limits no no constrictions no formulations of this is that this is this das is all about distinctions and categorizations and putting things together and building things that there was nothing there was just infinite infinite light it's very nice to get there but we have to come back down so you come back to his existence to his corporeality as is coming back to das to our mind when he comes back to his mind he knows a little bit it's hard to say no when you're dealing with such a thing but he does get some sort of perception of knowledge of a Kaddish Baruch Hu's infinite light and his goodness there's no difference between Hashem and Elikim between all of the harsh judgments that a Kaddish Baruch Hu gives and all of the good things that a Kaddish Baruch Hu gives he sees that they're all from one source, which is the, the beginning of this whole Torah of Torah which we were speaking about, was the fact that when a person recognizes that everything is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Adam everything's for his good. This is the aspect of Olam Haba. Obviously, when we're in this world and we realize that, we don't realize it to the Tachlis, to the, to the umpteenth degree. So we have a level where we're just basically tasting it. Like we say Shabbos is but we don't ever get there fully in our lifetime. But when we do taste that, we're tasting a taste of Eilam Haba. When we realize, and he's saying is that sometimes you get these moments when you're so nislav and davening, when you get so caught up in the Orient Soif, that's what he's saying, that it's a real thing. So that when you come back down and you come back to all the stuff, all the things that happen in life and all of the mundane physical up physical things, you realize, though, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is good on every level. And you have this sense of experiencing that even though things might not seem so good here in this life sometimes, but everything is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu and it's all good. This aspect of, to digress a little bit, this aspect of coming back down is a very key and integral part in, uh, in life in general, and uh, especially in Brasil Hasidus, because it does have aspects of it that are so exalted and so intense and so experiential and so on and so um, far out and out there that uh, that a lot of times you're going to have to be able to come back down. And that in and of itself is a whole um, aspect. I was just speaking to someone about this this morning, you know. Um, so I said that my, my daughter, you know, Baruch Hashem, you learn a lot from your kids. My daughter, she's only eight, but... She said a great vart. My son was saying a vart that, you know, some sort of vart with MS, Aleph, Mem, Saf, that you have to have Amuna and you have to have mitzvahs, and you have to have Torah. And if you just have Amuna but you don't have mitzvahs and Torah, you're nothing. If you just have Torah, you don't have mitzvahs and Amuna. Saying that you need all three. Um, so my daughter, she said, no, all you need is mitzvahs. So we all looked at her. We said, we just explained that you need all three. She goes, no, because one of the mitzvahs is to learn Torah. And another one of the mitzvahs is to believe in Hashem. So once you have all the mitzvahs, then you have all three of them. 
And it was very clever. And I say this a lot with Breast of Chassidus, is that and you learn one thing in Breast of Chassidus and you say, that's it, all of it is about simcha, simcha, simcha. So obviously you're going to come to a point where it's going to be deficient because it's not only about one thing. It's about everything. It's across the gamut. It's across the board. It includes everything. And therefore, if and when you take the whole Lekutimran, the whole corpus of the Torah of Abrasav and Mesara that's brought down from the Talmidim, then you get a picture that's, that's wholesome, that's, inte- that's uh, integrated with everything in life and with everything in Yiddishkeit. So, um, you know, one of the big things that we're going to learn, or one of the, one of the Rebbeim here in Living Abrasav already, I think, taught Torah or is teaching Torah of right now, is that you have to be baki baratzi baki You have to be constantly an expert. Rav Nachman says at going and coming. This is the expert at halacha of going. You have to be an expert at rising up to the greatest of heights. It's a theme that you see all through the rest of and coming back down to the lowest of places in the earth and always being with Hakadosh Baruch, always being connected to Hashem. So in that sense, over here Rav Nachman is saying very much that when we come back down, you know there were four big Gemara uh, Chagiga. Uh, describes four huge tzaddikim uh, that went up to, to Shemayim, to a very high place, and not everyone came back down. Rabbi Kiva was the only one that came back down, unscathed, unhurt, even though they saw tremendous visions and who knows what they saw. Ben Zoyman ben Azai, you know, Acher came back and he, he became a, a kaifer. Ben Zoyman ben Azai also, they one became crazy and one, one died, they, they, they couldn't deal with it also. When you, it's a big expertise to come back down from the high, so to speak. And to do that, you need to have a lot of balance. Um, I was just thinking this week, and today I heard a, a vart that, that, that fit in very well with it. This week's parsha is actually parsha Shalach, which is speaking about the Meraglim. And we know that Moshe Rabbeinu added to Yishia ben Nun the, the letter Yud, so that Kol Yishiacha, the Meraglim, he should be saved from the Atzim Meraglim. So people ask, Moshe Rabbeinu was giving him something that was helping his Bechira, like he had to do his own thing. Why would, you know, he got saved because of Moshe? So one of the Mepharshim explained that he wasn't saved. It was just that Moshe Rabbeinu gave him a koyach to be able to see clearly what is an avera and what is a mitzvah. Meaning that he would have that clarity always. Now, if he saw the avera, he could still have a very big taiva or a very big fear like the Maragda might have had and come up with the wrong answer. So he had his Bechira fully intact. But he did give him that clarity of distinction as what's an Avera and what's a mitzvah. And that's a big thing. When Nachman speaks about it in Torah Aleph, how often we hear this all the time, in him it's a mitzvah to speak Lashon Hara. On that person it's a mitzvah to steal from the government, this and that. There's no mitzvahs. It's mitzvahs that are Averas that are Belubish and mitzvahs. It's this big fat sin that comes and dresses in this big Bekecha and Shreimel and says, come, let's do this mitzvah. But it's not a mitzvah at all. Nachman speaks about this often. And we all know about this. It's, uh, it comes on every single day, whether you wake up in the morning and you're like, you know, struggling to get out of bed for chakras and you're, someone is, you know, uh, saying to you, Rabbi Victor, Rabbi Yankel Miller always says, you know, you woke up in the morning, it's a hurrah, comes and tells him, go back to sleep. You need, you push it, need the, you know, you need to sleep. It's too cold. It's too tired. You're too tired. Yeah, type says, get up, serve Hashem. Yeah, says, no, when you do that, you're not going to be serving Hashem because you're going to be tired and then you're not going to be on your prime. And back and forth, Rabbi Yankel Miller says, listen, guys, you guys argue it out. When someone wins, come back to me and tell me what's that maskana. I'm going back to sleep. You know, but the joke aside, the, the Yitzhahara sometimes comes and he says all these tainas that you need more sleep and you yourself don't even know sometimes where's the mitzvah, where's the avir. It's, it's very confusing often um, to get that clarity. But um, Moshe Rabbeinu gave that to the Meraglim. 
uh, to, 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 to have that koyach just to see. And, and he had that koyach and he was able to be saved. Um, we say in uh, so the Pashup Shat that everyone learns, everyone knows, is that who is a really strong person, he was able to capture and subdue his evil inclination. Right? You have this desire to do something, you say no, and you capture it, your gibar, that is true strength, strength of spirit. So now, when you look at the Pasuk, the, 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 the Chazal, it doesn't say, it says, his inclination. So I want a taina, my own shot, that Yitzra could also be Yitzra Toiv. Obviously, it's not your Yitzra Toiv, but it's the Yitzra Ratz, it's Maluvish in the Yitzra Toiv, which means that sometimes your Yitzra Toiv is going to come, quote unquote, and say, you know what, you should stay up another three hours till three, four in the morning because your learning's going good, and don't worry about tomorrow, don't worry about your Chavrusas, don't worry about Seder Ayayim, don't worry about your wife, don't worry about your kids. <laughs> You're feeling it, you should do this, just stay up till three in the morning learning. And you end up getting coffees and this and that. End up staying up, ruining your day, ruining your seder. The next month is ruined because of that night. So often you have to make sure that you're able to rein in your own yitzur hatayv, because sometimes the yitzur hatayv gets confusing, and maybe that's what hakovish yitzur is. Even your yitzur hatayv. I saw smach from that. Maybe again my own shot, but it says bechol shema. We're supposed to serve Hakadosh Baruch with all our hearts. So the the the, the Mishnah says already, with all your hearts, so now the question is, that most people ask is, what does it mean to serve Hashem with your Yitzhara? So the Pashup shot is, is that when you don't listen to your Yitzhara, when you overcome your Yitzhara, so ah, so now you're serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu with your Yitzhara. But really, if you think about it deeper, the question should be the exact opposite. Why would the Torah have to tell us that you know you should serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu with your desire to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Your, your Yetzir Taif. That's, that's a no-brainer. With my, what, am, what else am I going to do with my Yetzir Taif that wants to serve Hashem? Not serve Hashem? Ah, but according to what we're saying now is, is true. Is that sometimes that Yetzir HaTaif, you have to say, no, no, no. I have to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu even with my Yetzir Taif because sometimes that Yetzir Taif, not 100% great. Rav Nassim, I remember, has a shtickle and he says something, Mamish, uh, Mamish, very, very, very uh, incredible. He says, why is it that people, a lot of people in this lifetime, we don't serve HaKadosh Baruch with enough passion. Everything's just dull, rote, blah. So why? So he says, most people think it's because we just lack enthusiasm. We're not really interested in doing these things. And he says, I'll prove to you that it's wrong. I'll prove to you that it's actually the opposite. We have so much enthusiasm, that's why we service him such lack. Uh, with such, uh, you know, lackadaisicalness. What, if that's a word. Why, what does that mean that we have so much to do? So he says, I'll give you an example. I'll give you a mashal. He says, you go over to any not religious person, go over to some guy in, you know, Chattagumdu, uh, wherever in the middle of mid-America, you go over to some guy in Tel Aviv, has no connection to Yiddish guy, has no understanding that much. He knows he's a Jew. And he has that, that pride a little bit. And you tell him, listen, man, if you give me $10 to this tzedakah organization in the next two minutes, any form, 10 bucks, credit card, we have a machine here. I'm telling you that there's a aura that's going to come into your light that you're going to become a Chafetz Chaim in the next 10 minutes, in the next two minutes. You are literally going to get all the tzitkis, all of the knowledge, everything of the Chafetz Chaim, who is the greatest of tzaddikim, the holiest, the sweetest, the most inclusive, mm-hmm. the most peaceful. Everything is going to come into you. So which one of these yidin 
that you meet there, totally a strange from Yiddish guy is not going to give you that $10. He says, you know which one? Every single one would not give you. You know why? Because Baruch Hashem, you didn't have brains on their head. And anyone that you tell them that, they're going to say, listen, my friend, it's very sweet and cute that you want to do that. But in the end of the day, it doesn't happen like that, my friend. It doesn't happen like that. Because in order to become the Chavetz Chaim, you got to work. There's no, no thing that sticks into the back of your head and, and you know all the Torah. It doesn't work that way. After have to crack yourself and you start from the Aleph Beis and you go through Chomesh Mishnayis and Gemara and Chas and Paiskim and and everything and you become Chaim Kanievsky after years and years of toil and years and years of working on yourself to break all your Taivas, to stay up longer and to, to develop yourself more and more. So he says every single person, because they really want that $10, that they could just become Rav Chaim Kanievsky, but they know that that $10 doesn't exist, so therefore they don't start. If there was a real $10 trick that you can do, and it was verifiable on Facebook, real news, that you could do that, every single Yid and Tel would give you the 10 bucks, and every single Yid would be the Chavetz Chaim. But since we know that we want to become the Chavetz Chaim, we want so much to become the biggest and most perfect and greatest tzaddik in the world, but we know that that can't happen right this second. So we have so much fire that we just give up on that fire entirely. And we just say, what's it worth it? I'm going to start now at zero and work up to 10 million? Impossible. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to be able to do it. So because of that, no one starts. So he says, because of that, you see that the reason why we don't start to serve HaKadosh Baruch is because we have so much fire to be the greatest tzaddik in the world. But really, if you have to be mitzamtim that fire, take it all together and say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I have a desire to be the biggest of tzaddikim. But right now, I'm not. And right now, I'm not going to be. But right now, I'm just going to learn four minutes of Kitzur Shulchan And I'm just going to learn it, and I'm going to read it, and I'm going to try to understand it, and I'm going to go out in my day for the rest of the day. But each time, I'm just going to say, Hashem, right now, I'm just doing my thing right now, right here. I'm going to cur- cur- you know, curtail, I'm going to take in my fire and close it up and say, you know what? I'm just going to bring it out in a little bit and be doing that little by little by little. It arouses and it brings us closer and closer and then eventually the fire will come out in a properly burning passion to HaKadosh Baruch. That's what Nachman is saying and, and, and alluding to over here also is that when we come back, we have to remember to always bring back the light into ourselves in ways that we're able to absorb it. Let's just see a little bit more until we get to the Rabbi Barachana. Kibayin Saif Ein Shaykh Nachman says, Vaiter Chazashon Shinu Ratzim. When you're dealing with infinite light, infinity, there's no differentiation of will. We said will, um, will, let's say, manifests when it comes down in, in, in forms, the form of a human, the form of a table, everything has a form and that's the will that comes from the will of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When it comes to the dveikas of a person in the infinite, shum in shin rutzen over there in dveikas in in the in seif, there is no difference in rutzen. Shum rutzen pashut, there is just pure, simple one will of Hashem. That simple, unified will, a person comes out from the in seif. If he goes up and he tastes it, he gets the imprint from that. Unity. And after, when he comes back down, this imprint 
comes down and comes into his knowledge. He's like to know, like we said last time, last week, you squeeze your eyes shut, you see something infinite. When you open your eyes, you have to bring that imprint. And a mom's works great because when you squeeze your eyes shut, when you're looking at the sun sometimes, or when you're looking at really anything, but it, it, you see it very clearly when you look at the sun or something bright, you squeeze your eyes shut, you still see that thing like flashing in your eyes. What is that? It's an imprint that kind of got burned into your corn, um, your, what do they call it? Your eyes, the back of your eyes, I forgot what it's called. Uh, I didn't go to medical school yet. Um, so over there, it gets burned into the back of your eyes and you still see it. It's like blinking and it's in the background. You don't really have it clear. So he's saying that's what happens. We go up to the insight, we squeeze our eyes shut or whatever it is, and we see and we taste and we, we have an imprint of what's going on up there, that everything is all one and all good. Ah, we come back down, we open our eyes and we're dealing with the life. We have to try to bring that imprint somehow into our knowledge and remember and to bring it into some form of knowledge that it's all good and it's all one. Now, it has been clearly demonstrated to your das, he translates, that Hashem, who is chesed, who is also Ayin. Moshe was the aspect of Ayin. And the dar, his dar, his generation that was connected to him, they were right to know what this Pasuk, what Moshe Rabbeinu was telling them, to illuminate into their das, being that they were connected to Moshe, who is battle, who is subsumed into Aryan safe all the time on a very high level, they got that imprint also. Ah, they have to bring that down to their das. To bring that down to Hashem, to know that the good things that we see very clearly in life as ah, flowing, amazing, great, those things are the same, same, same thing as Elikim, as the times when the things are not going good, things are difficult, but we're all coming from the same source and therefore they're all bringing the same thing. To illustrate the point, and maybe I, I realize that we haven't been really bringing out the breast of Nakuda, which at the end of every year you have to bring something la Maisa, is Baruch Hashem. You know, if it was the name of a, of a video, I would say, I, Baruch Hashem, I lost the lottery. You know, Baruch Hashem, sometimes I play the lottery and you get two bucks, chance of winning $300 million, very, very good deal. A lot of Hasagas and Mashalim could come out from it. You can learn a lot from it, but a couple weeks ago I was going there and I, and I played the lotto and, and then I lost. And I said to myself, as I was driving away, I was like, isn't that amazing? What would my emotional state be right now if I had won the lottery? So of course, as Yidin, we take off for the lump sum because we're gonna take it for the lump sum, so it's only 120 million. Then we take off taxes, only 60 million. Then we take off chaymesh or meiser, it's only 40 million. So okay, fine, you have 40 million, 50 million liquid in your bank account that's totally done, taken off everything, only 40 million dollars. How would you feel? How would you feel? So obviously, you know, when you saw that lottery ticket and you're matching up the numbers and you're like, Oh my gosh, your heart's gonna start racing, you're gonna start crying, you're gonna start going wild, you're gonna start, your life has just been turned upside down for the better, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Unbelievable, right? So if you lose the lottery, did anything change? In HaKadosh Baruch Hu's running of the world, that person that won the lottery, and every single person that lost the lottery, it's the exact same R. It's the exact same energy that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving into his world, that everything should be perfectly run. And therefore, the same simcha, the same awesomeness that we feel that we won the lottery, we should just be feeling when we lose the lottery. Wow, Asha, do you know? I don't know. When I, when I would win the lottery, I would have all sorts of plans that I have all sorts of plans. What I'm going to do with the money and how everything's going to change. And I'm going to do such great things for you. 
but I don't really know what it's, why you did it for me and why, what you haven't planned. So to right now with loss, I'm still in my same situation financially. Still, Hashem, just now you change everything and every moment is a new reality that with all the good things that could happen, all the bad things, you are dealing the cards and you're making everything perfectly awesome. So I could to help us that for once a day we could remember this, we could remember this when we, when we play the lottery or online and we pick the wrong line in the supermarket, you know, like five lines, you're like, okay, I know this, whichever one I go in, that's going to be the wrong line. You pick it and then boom, you watch as the other guys are flying, other guys are flying and everyone's going ahead of you and you're still stuck behind that guy's like fishing out and finally he gets there and he's like counting like pennies changed like I think I have 38 pennies wait one second you're like I need to go you know HaKadosh Baruch every situation if we were on that line the express line that flew right through awesome I got to go I'm running I'm doing same R when I'm sitting behind that guy and I'm waiting for him to count the change everything is good so Hashem should help us to remember this and to carry on to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, like we said, Ki Hashem Hu Alekim, to, 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 to experience this on the R.A. Saif level sometimes when we're Zohar, to be connected to the Tzaddikim that bring us to this R.A. Saif level, and to be able to bring it back down from all those places of R.A. Saif back into our Das, to know Hashem Hu Alekim. have a great night.